Welcome to the Philippe Matthews Show at thepmshow.tv. Named the Oprah of the Internet by Mark Victor Hansen, Philippe Matthews doesn't ask questions that are different. He simply asks questions that make a difference. The Philippe Matthews Show features entertainers, bestsellers, authors, thought leaders, change agents, and world-class experts in the field of personal, spiritual, and professional development. An internet marketing entrepreneur, Philippe is a creator of the How Movement, dedicated to teaching people how to move from the mindset of hope to the process of how. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, move from the mindset of why to the mindset of why not. Tune in right now to this latest latest edition of the Philippe Matthews Show and watch your life grow. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Philippe Matthews Show. And boy, we've got a good one today. As you know, we have our technology and review segment. And today we did not fall short. We have an incredible uh, then mistress of social media marketing. Uh, she is uh, the founder, CEO of the Marketing Zen Group, uh, which is a leading digital uh, PR and web marketing firm uh, out of Dallas, Texas. And she's also the author of The Zen of Social Media Marketing. Everybody give a good warm welcome, and welcome Shama Kabani. Well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> my my little, uh, uh, what do you call it, social wiki. Um, <laughs> now, this book, uh, let me tell you, is incredible for many reasons. One, it's it's really kind of like the only book you need to read if you really want to be serious about social media marketing and want to start implementing uh, your campaign immediately. This is a great book. The other great thing is, it's already on its second edition, and I believe you're working on the third edition now. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Surprisingly, it's done really well on college campuses, and we've had a lot of professors use it as a informal text of sorts to teach social media. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's taken us all by surprise. <laughs> well, that's, that's, it's always good to be surprised, uh, especially when it's a good surprise, right? That's right. Well, let's talk about this book. What made you decide to write a book about social media marketing and, and, and then see this thing com- completely fly off the bookshelves. You know, it's funny because when I wrote the book, and a lot of people don't know this, initially I wrote it as an e-book long before it was any published version. And I wrote it because while there were things out there in the marketplace that explained, you know, why social media and sort of theoretical, there was really, I felt like, a lack in um, how to and what do you do. And I was getting all these emails, and honestly, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't keep up with all these emails answering these questions. And I thought, man, if I only had a resource to direct people to to say, okay, here's how you do it, here's what you need to read. And I just, I didn't have that. Um, so I, I, wrote it. I created that resource. I wrote the initial ebook in two months. It did really well. It got the attention of an, um, a book agent. We got a publisher. It all happened very, very quickly. And I think it's mm-hmm. because really there was a need for, for this type of information. Well, it's definitely a need for this type of information. And the fact is so true that, you know, everything changes every single day. Right. You know, there used to be the time where you can kind of keep up and keep track and, you know, okay, this is going to be around for a year and let's look at the trend. Now a trend can happen within a 24-hour period of time. 
absolutely. You know, there is such a quality to the web, which I think makes things happen very quickly. But at the same time, you have to remember, and there's a lot of there's a misconception that things happen overnight online. And while that's nice and it can happen, that's certainly not the norm. You know, most things that do well online have taken a lot of strategic preparation um, in in the back. Well, you know, when we talk about all of these trends and talk about how fast things are moving, let's talk about some nuts and bolts here of some of the uh, the big boys like, um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, in the social uh, in the social media uh, the van of social media marketing book, um, you talk you know pr- pretty specifically about the importance and, the, and almost necessity that if you're going to do social media and take it seriously, that you really need to be a part of these big guys. Right. I mean, unless you have a very specific niche and you say, you know, hey, there's a community like. For example, we sell something for the Dawkins men's beards, and then there's a niche site. I mean, unless you have that, the the big guys are really Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and now Google+, which I I say ignore at your own peril because Google has a way of of really making things work in the end. So those those are the big social sites, and any business that's serious about communicating with the public or putting out a welcome mat of sorts, you have to do it on, you know, their terms. And so the idea is to give people choices. Yes, and you say, why isn't Facebook enough? Well, because it, it's fine if that's your strategy, but the idea is that you might have a consumer there who's looking for you on Twitter, um, and this gives you the chance to actually respond and be part of that, uh, part of that their conversation, um, part of their framework. You know, it's funny when you say that, I think of Facebook, and I remember I think it was almost like maybe three years ago when Facebook was really, really in their surge. And I remember talking to a guy uh, saying, hey, man, I don't know anything about this Facebook stuff. I don't need this Facebook stuff. Who cares about Facebook? <laughs> the guy is homeless today. I mean, he literally <laughs> just completely has been wiped off the map in business. Uh, these things are a necessity. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Google+. Plus. It is, You know, it, Google is very interesting because – you know, they'll tease you a little bit. They'll throw a little something out there and, and see how it works. And if it doesn't, they'll pull it back, and then they'll refine it and then put something completely different out. And, and then all of a sudden, they put out Google+, and everybody's like, eh. now all of a sudden, it's another necessity of social media marketing. Right. And, you know, what I would say, though, is this. If for people who are out there who are overwhelmed, I would just say, you know, consistency and strategy are a lot more important than how many networks you're on. So, yes, well, ideally, you know, you'd be able to do it all and be able to manage all these platforms. But, of course, the reality is that we have resource constraints. Some of, you know, some of our companies might have budget constraints. And you have various things that you're working with in the real world. Mm-hmm. The best thing to do in that case scenario is to find – you know, maybe even one or two sites that there are offices on that you feel comfortable teaching on and that you're able to do that consistently. So that's mm-hmm. much better than, you know, setting up what's your Google Plus page or a Twitter thing and then you're never touching it because you just don't have time and, you know, you don't know why you set it up in the first place. So I feel like if people did that research and figured out why do they want certain things, what are sort of the business goals behind something, that they would uh, fare much better in the uh, in the bigger scheme of things. Sure, sure. Um, now I know I don't know if you're on a cell phone or not, but I know you're kind of fading in and out. So uh, stop moving, Shama. Uh, <laughs> 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 don't move. You're, you're perfect right there. 
so, so in talking about uh, the importance of social media, uh, I, I kind of jumped the gun. Really, the first it, it really begins uh, in the book about blogging and the importance of blogging. Talk to us about that and why it's important for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and businesses uh, to blog. That's a great question, and you know, I'll, I'll almost reframe it and say, don't, don't think of blogging just as the, as the written word, but really it's content, right? It's storytelling. It's a platform to share information because mm-hmm. that's a, a, the web. I mean, essentially, that's why you you have so many searches. You have all these people are looking for information. They're looking for solutions. They're looking for answers. And the goal is to, to help them to be that resource in whatever mm-hmm. your niche is, whatever your industry is, to help them find those answers, to help them find those solutions. Um, and blogging is a great way to do that. You know, if you can write, if you can out-educate your competitors, if you can really be that go-to resources for your prospects, guess who they're going to want to do business with? And this mm-hmm. is true for everyone. You know, even a B2C company um, that sells, let's say, food products can have a recipe site. I mean, there's so much that you can do. Uh, and a lot of people think, well, I'm not really a writer. Well, you don't have to be particularly a writer. There's so many different ways. You can, uh, you can always get someone to write for you, but you can create audio, podcasts, and videos. The idea is just to create an information center that feeds uh, your audience's need for good information. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you bring up a very good point. Uh, and, and I remember talking to you before, and you said something that was very profound. You said that uh, the goal is with blogging is to out-educate your competitors. I thought that was brilliant. That's right. And, it's, and you know, well, thank you for the brilliant comment. But it's true <laughs> in the sense that you, you've got to out-educate. And that's because people are looking for information, and they're looking for the right information. And there's no, there's no lack of bad information out there. But if you can stand out, and if you can, in your own voice, in your own company's voice, create something that adds value to people's lives, then, you know, there's no doubt that, you, that you'll succeed online. Now, uh, talk to us about some of the what, what you consider to be like the hybrid uh, websites because, you know, blogs are so important now that there's a difference between a blog and a website, but now some websites are designed around blogging technology. So the big thing to consider is also, you know, there's there's SEO principles and there's cases to be made for both, but if you're – it's if you're, you know, especially low on resources and you're trying to get a lot done, you want to, and you can only drive traffic to one website, one way to do it is to create a blog site, to have your uh, blog and your website on the same domain name or platform. So, for example, we have marketingzen.com, and then if you go to marketingzen.com backslash blog, it's all hosted on the same domain name, and the whole uh, website is built on WordPress, which is actually mm-hmm. A blogging platform, mm-hmm. um, and has called a blog site. So there, you know, and the great thing is just like we can edit a blog, building it on a, um, a CMS system, a content management system like WordPress, lets you go in and edit content without a lot of technical know-how once it's built right. Uh, so you can update pages just like you would a blog. Uh, and, and that's really nice again if you're, uh, if you're thinking that you might be restricted on resources and don't have the resources to keep, you know, a full website and blog. And most companies managing one website is, is a pretty big job in itself. Um, talk to us about, uh, uh, you know, what's the difference between blogging uh, and article writing or article marketing? Are they one and the same or are they two separate animals? Well, blogging was, it was initially started as, you know, you would have uh, entries in reverse chronological order. So 
some people can call blog post articles, but really there's similarities. An article can be submitted anywhere. A blog post, generally you can submit it as a guest poster if someone else is accepting. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's written content. So if you want, rather you, whether you have articles on your website or, or blog posts on it, the idea is just to have good content. Okay, okay. So uh, what uh, what are some of the new rules, new trends? I know you have some new content in the new book because uh, when you with the first edition, uh, there were some things that uh, weren't out yet. Uh, as we talked about earlier about this 24-hour you know trend that can happen. Uh, what, speaking of which, one of the newest things is uh, uh, is Pinterest. Uh, talk to us about some of the new things that are coming out and how cool is Pinterest. So Pinterest really exemplifies something that we see, I think, happening over the web um, as a general trend, which is this trend of content curation and aggregation, meaning, you know, we used to be information hungry, right? We wanted to have, <laughs> but there were days where you could surf the web in a day. Literally, you could see everyone sign up there and do it all over again the next day. And, of course, that's no longer true because we have millions of sites, and we're overwhelmed by the information. We still want good information, but we want it to be relevant and timely and all the other good stuff, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So there's all these things that you have to essentially consider. Now, what's interesting about Pinterest is it does that because it curates all these visual images mm-hmm. uh, so that you can choose to follow people, just like you might on Twitter or Instagram, but you get to see what they're sharing. You can do the same with companies. Now, for businesses or organizations that are visually appealing, so designers, um, of any sort, of anybody that has a visual component, and even some companies that don't but can be really creative that the visual element can do well on Pinterest because it really mm-hmm. is. It's a, it's a visual-driven site. Um, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. you also have to look at getting traffic from a site doesn't necessarily mean that it's qualified traffic. So you might mm-hmm. have to play with that and say, you know, yeah, I'm getting a lot of clicks, but are those people that, you know, are buyers for my product or are they mm-hmm. my product? Is that my market? Sure, sure. Um, so, so let's let's look at um, you know this this whole medium, a uh, new medium, I guess, of uh, social advertising, which is a term I think I don't know if you coined, coined it or, but it was the first time I saw it that you know in, in your book. Uh, what is social advertising, and why is it important and, and necessity, uh, almost a necessity for people who are serious about making money online? That's a great question, and so you know I think a lot of people are probably familiar with search advertising rates. If you Search on Google or Bing or Yahoo, you'll see organic results, but you also see paid advertising. Mm-hmm. And search is all about what someone is looking for. So let's say I'm looking for a bicycle. Now, it doesn't matter if I'm looking for a bicycle. You can cater if you're, you know, if you targeted me and you created that content around um, going after me. And you can create advertising uh, to to go after people based on what they're looking for. So you say, anybody looking for a bicycle, I want them to see my ad, and that's mm-hmm. search. Social now is very much who someone is, and so LinkedIn offers it, Facebook offers it, Twitter offers it. Almost every major social networking site out there offers some type of social advertising, and that's based around what some, who someone is, not what they're looking for. So because I like outdoors activities or because I like hiking and uh, I live in Colorado, right, or <laughs> mm-hmm. might make the assumption that, wow, that might be someone who is interested in bicycles. So if, if you have a very good understanding of your target audience, like for recruiting too, if you recruit on the web and you say, man, if, you know, we're recruiting in this area for engineers or for whatever it is, then you can do a much better job once you have an understanding of your audience. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, is it important to, I mean, there's a difference, I guess, between uh, social advertising on Facebook or Google, you know, PPC, pay-per-click versus uh, living social or Groupon. Can you talk about the difference, the differences between uh, those uh, two platforms? Sure. So there's a, you know, we've seen a rise in, in sites like Living Social and Groupon, and really they they play on the group buying effect. And it's best for it's great for local businesses, but you have to do the numbers and you have to have a way to keep people coming back. Meaning, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of this, it's a loss leader. Meaning, you may not make money. In fact, you may lose money uh, depending on how you're set up to give that initial offer to get the most amount of people back to your uh, to your product or your mm-hmm. you know your website or whatever. Whatever it is you're offering, but can you keep them? And that's really the big question. Because a lot of uh, a lot of local businesses have used these sites that said, you know, it's great, you got a big surge of traffic, but how do we keep them coming back? So this is why again, creating a business strategy that goes beyond a one site, uh, be, you know, beyond a singular site or beyond a, a one-time campaign is so very useful. Because you're thinking long term, you have to figure out what that means for your business overall, rather than looking at it and say, okay, this. Is, you know, this is great. Everyone's doing it. I should too. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, you know, that, that, that triggers a, a, another point, uh, and I think people don't really uh, connect the dots between um, social media and SEO or search engine optimization, and they really go hand in hand. They're not really two separate things. Yeah, absolutely. It's such an excellent observation. They're not separate anymore. You know, they're very integrated, and people are still hung up on rankings. But the truth is that so if you you know uh, Google that, uh, if you Google my company's name, or you Google certain keywords, and I Google certain keywords, our search results would be totally different. You know, there's mm-hmm. a strong possibility because of personalized search. If you're on Google Plus, you're seeing search results also of the people that you have in your circles, like things that you tell you know you tell Google you trust. Same thing with location. Same thing with past surfing habits. So it's really funny because search and social is so much more integrated, and yet you see people and you know they look at SEO and they don't talk about quality traffic. And they talk about things like, oh, I want to be on the first page four, and it's like, well, for who? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now you know that's very good uh, because the other thing that I think uh, is important that I like for you to talk about, and that is, sure. We can go out and we can do the SEO. We can uh, make somebody number one on Google uh, if, if that's what you want and that's possible. But that really has nothing to do with conversion. You could just be number one on Google and not make a damn dime. Yeah, and that's so true, and that's something else people don't think about is, you know, it's part of a process, and I talk about this in the book in terms of attracting, converting, transforming, and what each of these things means, but really being able to, you know, get a thousand visitors on your website means nothing if it's not converting, you know what I mean? If you're going to sell, if you could set up a, a website and sell pencils, for example, for $5 a pencil, and even if you got all these people to come to the site, you know, the chances of you actually selling one are, are nil because because of so many factors, you know, it's your business model, it's what are you, what is your offer, you know, how well is the website converting? So mm-hmm. there's so many factors that you have to take into uh, consideration when you think about online marketing. Nothing is a standalone technique anymore. Nothing is a standalone tactic. Uh, what, are, what are some of your predictions and trends uh, uh, dealing with social media? Where are we going? What do you think is going to be the next? Uh, big trend or aha moment. 
Um, you know, I, I think like one of the trends I talked about is content curation and aggregation. I think we'll see more sites like Pinterest, not necessarily visually, but different ways to organize information that'll be that'll be more relevant and timely for us. And we mm-hmm. need to see integration. You know, right now we still talk about online, offline, social media. At one point, I think it'll be like you know when we used to say, "I will, you know, I will ring you on the telephone." <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, now it, it becomes such a, I'll call you, I mean, yeah, I'll call your phone. You don't have to express, expressly clear, clarify what that means. And so I think we're going to see that with with online marketing and offline. I think so much of the stuff is going to be integrated that we're going to stop seeing it as search or social. I think we'll realize that all of these things have to play together to, to really have uh, an impact. Well, this is why the learning curve is uh, the learning curve really is steep, which is the reason why people like you uh, are a necessity and exist. What's your web address for people to uh, to, to find out how to get uh, your services? Well, they can learn a lot about online marketing by going to marketingzen.com. Marketingzen.com. That's pretty simple. So, you also talk about um, which I had never seen before in any book. Uh, about the importance of writing or producing a social media policy. What is that about? Right. So I talk about policy in terms of two things. One, I think, is what people are familiar with. It's a company policy, right? What will we accept, appreciate, uh, condone on our Facebook fan pages or otherwise? And that's important to have. But then there's also the importance of having a personal policy. Who will you accept as a friend? <laughs> you know, what is it every client? Do you mm-hmm. are you going to use LinkedIn for professional and maybe use Facebook just to connect with family and friends? If you set up a page, how will you redirect people? So there's a lot of these questions, and it really helps to have this answered before you jump in. Why are mm-hmm. you using social media from a personal standpoint? Mm-hmm. What is the brand you want to convey, and how is it going to make people's lives better? Um, do you have tools? that you recommend because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, God, I, you know, how do I update my Facebook? How do I update my Twitter? How do I update my Google Plus? How do I do all of this and then write the blog? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. Yeah. tools in the book, but can you share, uh, you know, some of your faves and maybe some trends that are coming out in that, uh, in that aspect? Sure. And, you know, there's a lot of tools out there, and I don't think that we have a deficiency of tools. What we have really is often a deficiency of strategy. The reason people mm-hmm. are overwhelmed is because they don't know well what said. they want to do. Uh, they don't know why they're using social media. Or, if they, you know, or the reason is because that's where the people are. Okay, well, that's great, but, you know, what, what do you want for your business? What is it that really? you expect to get out of it? Sure. So there's not a lack of tools. There's a lot out there. So, you know, a couple of good tools, though, if you have your strategy in place. Hootsuite is a good one uh, because mm-hmm. it lets you combine a lot of your um, – a lot of your, you know, uh, platforms together, management from one place. Uh, another one I like is crowdbooster.com, which will tell you how far your tweets might have reached impression-wise, who, yeah, you know, some of your new great. followers might be. Yeah, so good tools. So well, there's a lot of tools like that out there. Uh, there's one called Twilight, T-W-L-A-H, which lets you, it'll take all your tweets and make a customized brand page for you on the web. So there's so many things out there that are interesting and and tools that will help you simplify what you're trying to do. But, again, they're not going to be a substitute for, for the, the work that you're going to have to do and roll up your sleeves and figure out, you know, why, how, when, and, and, mm-hmm. and where. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
how important is video marketing? I mean, is that is that morphing? Is that uh, you know one of those things that uh, you know is is just a trend or a fad, or is that something that is really around to stay and people really need to pony up and learn how to do it? Do they need to get it professionally done, or can they do it on their iPhone? That's a really good question, and I think quality does matter to a certain degree, depending on your target audience, depending on your message. Obviously, mm-hmm. if you're giving us an, uh, you know, a live feed from Syria of what's going on, uh, then you're going to care a lot less about what that looks like rather than what <laughs> yeah. you're seeing, right? Uh, sure, of course. Right. So it, whether you're reaching a B2B audience versus a B2C audience, college kids, for example, so all that is going to determine style and quality. But I will tell you that online video is so underutilized uh, as a tool because you know, YouTube is the second biggest search channel after Google, really, because that's where people are going to, to find so many information, how-tos. Uh, and if you, I certainly think that online video is very, uh, very much still ignored by most businesses for marketing purposes to the extent that it could be really done well. That being said, you know, I recently actually heard that Larry King is coming back and is going to do um, a talk show just on the web called Larry King Now, which is something, right? Like, I mean, this is TV legend, and we're hearing that he's going to come back, but not on TV, just on a web-only show. Wow, 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 wow. That's amazing. Yep, that should let you know, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get it together because that's That's the new It's the new medium. It's the new yeah. medium. Yeah. And it's got to be good. You know, there's there's a lot of online videos out there. There's a lot of content out there. So you really do have to spend the time to figure out how do you make this truly, um, truly good content. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are there any video platforms that you uh, particularly like, or is it also based upon what the customer or what the person needs to have in terms of their strategy and their market? It does, because, you know, for some people, it's not going to be about a show. It's going to be about creating videos based on questions customers ask. It might be, you know, here are top ten most asked questions about this product. So mm-hmm. their, in, their mm-hmm. answers are in video form, which is great, how to do certain things. I mean, how-tos and tutorials, of course, do really well with online videos because you can show and tell rather than just um, – writing instructions, a lot of it is also style. You know, you may not com- feel comfortable doing videos, so then you may have to find someone <laughs> who feels comfortable doing those videos to figure out a different um, a different way to present that information. Now, you do a, a, a show as well. You Don't you have ShamaTV.com? I do. I have a web TV I mean, Shama, Shama. Shama.tv. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all right. It's, yeah, it's like Shama.tv that I've had for three years, and we're actually going to do a huge revamp, rebranding, relaunching of it here in the next 60 to 90 days because, you know, I've, I've done so much television stuff that a lot of my web TV stuff took a back seat. So we're going to be relaunching that in a really big way here shortly. Fantastic. All right, so we got Shama TV, uh, Shama.tv, and we got MarketingZen.com, right? Correct on both counts. (laughs) Fantastic. Shama, you are absolutely awesome. I love you much. Oh, thank you so much, and always fun chatting with you. Absolutely. I want you to come back when you get that third edition out, and let's talk about all of this wonderful new stuff that's coming out every single day. Sounds like a plan. All right, my dear, you take care. You too. All right, bye-bye.